Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 557. And Joan Jett with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, as I said before, three county fairground tickets uh, to give away today. That's right around the corner. It's this weekend. Along with Festa. There's a lot going on. Is it like the Cummington Fair? They were turning people away the other day at the gate. At the Cummington Fair? They had too many people and they closed the gate. How do they know whether people were coming and going? I I don't know. It's a good I, question. It is it? a good question. Uh, so we got that and a lot of other stuff coming up this morning. It's 557 on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, with the New England Patriots regular season about to begin 13 days away from today, not including today, which is already underway, and with tomorrow being the deadline to the team's final roster cuts, I cannot help but think of a few things. For example... In the next 24 hours, every head coach in the NFL must tell 27 different players that their hopes and dreams of playing in the NFL with this particular team have run its course. It all ends here. All your hard work and that ambition has been for naught. Time to pack yourself up and never come back because, you see, you're not good enough and we don't want you here. Now, I know that probably sounds a little cold-hearted, perhaps even a little cruel, But let's not kid ourselves. Today, Bill Belichick is going to tell more than two dozen players that everything they've strived for since childhood is about to be obliterated into worthless chunks of useless dust. Sure, you've made friends in the locker room, you might even have shown potential in a preseason game or in a practice, but as of tomorrow, August 29th, your entire life is going to be abruptly coming crashing down around you. It doesn't matter if you're a wide-eyed, innocent rookie or a seasoned veteran is approaching the end of the line. Today and tomorrow could be the day that consumes the rest of your life with years of endless regret and resentment. Certainly would be for me, but of course, I'm not the one facing the specter of doom in the next 48 hours, at least not before tomorrow's mandatory roster deadline. No, sir, I'll likely be keeping my job at least until the end of this week, whereas there'll be 27 guys wandering the streets of Foxborough wondering what to do and where to go next. Thankfully, I believe the exit at Gillette Stadium is within walking distance of a bus stop. Maybe you can start planning your next move. You can either keep this pipe dream alive and try to find another team that'll play you, you know, a team with lower expectations and the team that just dumped you, or you can resign yourself to a meaningless and unfulfilling day job. You know, like... The kind that real people get hired to do. You know, the non-athletic types. But hey, in a my yappin', sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The pains and states come in cans, but know-how and service come in person. That's why you go to Rocky's for paints and stains and good people, paint people, and rock-solid service in the paint department at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 610 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is, uh, is going to be, I'll tell you in just uh, one second here. Uh, it's going to be cloudy today with a high of 79 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to go over to this thing and then we got to push this button. Somehow you. 
Democrats still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. I get it. It's the joke. Bob Barker came as close as he could to 100 without going over. How many times I saw that joke yesterday? You know what? When I when I saw the the uh, the news story, yeah, that's what immediately popped in my head. And as yeah. soon as I went over to Facebook, to it was our, yeah. it was already out there. Oh, of course, it was. It was like one every, of the. It's the easiest joke to make. You know, we shouldn't even be joking about it. Ninety nine years old is a pretty long life. That's a very long life, and uh, he had quite the career too. Uh, Bob uh, Price is Right legend Bob Barker died Saturday of natural causes. Is that what he died of? He was 99 years old. I don't know. I'm, at 99, I'm pretty suspicious. Uh, Bob Barker uh, spent a decade in radio before being named the host of the game show Truth or Consequences in 1956. He stayed with that show until 1975, but in 1972, he also joined a revival of The Price is Right. He hosted that one until his retirement in 2007, obviously being replaced by Drew Carey. He also delivered a beatdown to Adam Sandler in the 1996 comedy Happy Gilmore. Totally they, had it coming. They won the 1996 uh, MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. There was also another, like it was like a, uh, like a sequel to that fight where Bob is lying in the hospital bed. They were trying to raise money for like <laughs> it was like autism awareness or something, right? And uh, and Adam's like, hey, maybe Bob, maybe we should just stick with the script here and uh, you know raise the money for autism. And then Bob starts throwing shots at Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler starts throwing shots at Bob, and then all of a sudden, Bob Barker's dumping a bedpan over the top of Adam Sandler's head in the hospital room. Oh, it was geez, actually that's... very funny. Well, I mean, uh, you're in the hospital. That's no place to be uh, picking fights. Uh, over his career, he won 15 Emmys, received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Daytime Emmys, and was inducted into the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame. He was also an animal rights activist who spent years urging us to, quote, have your pets spayed and neutered. I'll tell you what, without Bob Barker, Rock 102 would never have its own Plinko board. Right. That's right. Didn't he invent that game? I don't know if he invented it, but, you know, would Plinko be as popular Today, had it not been for Bob Barker, I don't think so. And we wouldn't have a uh, theme song for Open Line Monday through Friday. Thank you, Bob Barker. Yes. He was a pioneer. That's the truth. Uh, PETA remembered Barker as, quote, one of the first stars to go vegetarian more than 30 years ago who urged families to stay away from SeaWorld and demanded the closure of cruel bear pits masquerading as tourist attractions. Yeah, vegetarian, but now look at him. Yeah, yeah, he's... He's beyond yeah. the vegetarian. Yeah, well, I, I guess it wasn't that healthy for him since he couldn't uh, get past 100. Sandler, of course, posted a tribute saying, quote, the man, the myth, the best. Such a sweet, funny guy to hang out with. Loved talking to him. Loved laughing with him. Loved him kicking the crap out of me. He will be missed by everyone. It's a heartbreaking day. Love to Bob and his family. Drew Carey said, quote, very sad day for the Price is Right family and animal lovers all over the world. There hasn't been a day on the set that I think of Bob Barker and th that I didn't think of Bob Barker and thank him. I will carry his memory forever. Okay. I mean, uh, listen, are there any of the old game show hosts even alive? Chuck Woolery. All right, Woolery. Uh, Bob Eubanks is still alive. Is he? I'm pretty sure he uh, is. Now I'm going to have to look that up. Let's see. Bob Eubanks. Let's see. Bob Eubanks is an American district. Yeah, he wow. was uh, 1938. He was born. But I think all the greats are gone. 
No Peter Marshall. No, uh, no Dick Rayburn. Clark. No, no Gene Rayburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, I, even Bert Convy had his time. Bert Convy. I yes. haven't uh, heard that name in years. What was he? He was uh, the pyramid guy, wasn't he? No, that would have been Dick Clark. Okay, who was uh, who was Bert Convy then? Uh, I'd have to look up uh, some of the game shows, but I think he did a celebrity pictionary for a while. He had the hair. He had like that perfect round. Like, it was like a like an afro. Yeah, yeah. But he had, but it was perfect on his head. Like it was just like oh yeah, it's unmovable. Kind of like the guy here who used to put tanning lotion on his face and then leave the towel in the bathroom. And it was all brown in a yeah. bathroom. You had to ask questions. Uh, when Liam Neeson was 15 years old, he had an awkward confession with a priest and never went again. He admitted to the priest that he uh, pleasures himself. Liam says the priest uh, shouted at him, quote, You what? <laughs> he added, quote, This guy literally, I mean, he almost said things like, The grass will go grow over your palm of your hand before you're 21. Stop that evil practice. <laughs> Liam says he immediately uh, he left immediately and saw that there were a bunch of old women outside the confessional who probably overheard the whole thing. So this is why he doesn't go to church anymore. He doesn't want to get uh, chastised for that. Well, he's now in his seventies. He's probably got like what fifty six years of uh, yeah <laughs> of abuse. Yeah. Why well, now? Now you can't. Uh, now, yeah. All that time you got to go back and and redo. He doesn't want to sit there. Yeah, and- I mean, do you confess each individual moment that happened? He he was on uh, he he was talking about that on the uh, the Conan O'Brien podcast. Have you heard that? No, not it's, that one. It's funny stories like this that they that they talk about. It was pretty good. Uh, Martha Stewart says her pet peacocks talk to her and only her. Hmm. She says whenever she goes by their enclosure, she makes an ock ock sound to communicate with them, and they respond. She has a mixture of males and females, and also breeds them in her incubator. She's got an incubator, too? Yes, she does. I bet it's the cleanest bird coop there's ever been. It has to be. Yeah, because it's hers. I'd like her to uh, come over to my house and teach my kid how to keep a guinea pig cage clean. That'll be a, that would be a miracle. My, my next door neighbor's father had pigeons, and they had a pigeon coop. Yeah. You wouldn't believe what a mess those pigeons would make in that coop. Oh, really? Oh, God, it was awful. Oh, I'm sure. Awful. Steve Harvey sent out a tweet asking his followers to name a comedian they don't think is funny. Well, actually, he didn't. He posted a video on Friday blaming a staffer for the tweet. He said, that don't even make no damn sense. My whole brand is to be motivational, and I'm going to turn around and say something like that. I'm all about positivity. I would have never have done something like that. So here it is. I'm sorry, man. My bad, y'all. Won't happen again. So who does he hate? It didn't. It didn't say? Well, most people were responding, you. (laughs) When they said, who's the most unfunny comedian? Uh, And Kim Kardashian is having the time of her life prancing around Tokyo for the last week. Really? Yeah. She just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I pranced around Japan was when Ray J ate sushi from the barbershop floor in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Ever go to that salon? No, I haven't. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, had her stuck up for the bokocalypse. A little Shanghai steamer. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she had sushi squirts from the wasabi blast through the nose. I don't even know what that means. I'll tell you what it means. Get your pets spayed and neutered. That's my tribute to Bob Barker. And that is your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Are you looking...
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 626 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, this Thursday, I'm going to be at uh, Festa in Ledlow. Yes. From uh, 7 to 9, five huge days of Portuguese fun, rides, games, amusements, bifanas, and all kinds of great stuff in between. Uh, Thursday, 7 to 9. Uh, Windsor Street in Ludlow at the uh, Our Lady of Fatima uh, campus. Should be a great time. Always at Festa on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, that's a, that's a rocking oh, time. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Hey, didn't it usually start on Fridays or was it? No, it always, oh. it always started on Thursday. And I'm uh, uh, we're going to be talking to somebody about, uh, about Festa later on uh, mm-hmm. today. Right. And I want to get a little bit of clarification because I got one source says that tra- uh, trailer trash is Friday and one says that they're there Thursday. And I don't know which one is which. Uh, you know what? I have a I have a poster. I'll have to look at that to okay. see what that uh, what that entails. All right. Do you uh do you, are you interested in laughing right now or do you uh, sure. do you want to just wait? I don't know. No, I, you, you. You're here. Why not? All right. Let's do it. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So there's this woman who's uh, who's cranky because her husband was late coming home again, and right. she decided to leave a note saying, I've had enough and have left you. Don't bother coming after me. Passive aggressive. Right? Okay. Then she hid under the bed to see his reaction. And after a little while, the husband comes home, and she can hear him in the kitchen before he comes in the bedroom. She sees him walk towards the dresser, pick up the note. And after a few minutes, he wrote something on it before picking up the phone and calling someone. And she can overhear him saying, she's finally gone. Yeah, I know. It's about time. I'm coming to see you. You put on that sexy French nighty, huh? He hung up, grabbed his keys, and left. Then she hears the car drive off, and she came out from under the bed. And she's raging now. She's so mad. And uh, tears in her eyes, she grabs the note to see what he wrote, and it says, I can see your feet were out of bread. I'll be back in five minutes. Ah, you see, I thought she was cheating on him, and he's like pulling a fast one on her. Mind your business, lady. Bax Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's that time again, grilling and chilling and watching the kids splash around in the pool. That aqua tea. It's 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today to say with my Big Y digital account, it's more than food, it's my Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A train collided with a car in West Springfield late Saturday night. A vehicle that was crossing from the Front Street Rail Crossing was hit by a CSX train that was heading uh, westbound on the tracks. Uh, West Springfield Fire and Police Departments were notified and were aided by Agawam Police and Fire Departments. Authorities arrived to find the vehicle pushed about 2,000 feet westbound on the tracks. Both passengers in the car were taken to the hospital. There's no word yet on their injuries. CSX had stopped traffic on both westbound and eastbound temporarily, but... Of course, that's since been reopened. So what was the car doing on the tracks? Well, why is the car on the tracks for any number of reasons? Ever, I, I've seen a million of these videos. You ever see like a, like, there's a, like TikTok has got a bunch, Reddit's yeah. got a bunch yeah. of a guy who thinks, oh, I can easily. I can beat that train. I can beat that train. Yeah. And you don't realize how fast that train is coming until it splits your car in two and pushes you 2,000 yards. Yeah. My uh, my dad, uh, for all of the uh, of the things that he didn't do safely at his own home, 
was uh, was the was the regional director of Operation Lifesaver, which was like the railroad uh, part of the Federal Railroad Administration and uh, working with the corporations to educate people. And he would like go to schools and show uh, kids videos. Of, of like train crashes. Well, no. See, like there was a there was a cartoon called Sly Fox and Birdie, and you can actually find this on YouTube. I, I found it, and he had. Uh, w- well, first of all, we thought it was super cool because he had this VCR TV combo. Oh, I remember those. Portable, yeah. That probably weighed about three hundred pounds that you could easily take with you no matter where you go. Yeah. And he would uh, he would show this this video about Sly Fox and Birdie and. You know, Birdie is like telling the fox, "Hey, uh, you shouldn't be getting on that boxcar and uh, you know doing all that stuff." And then the, you know, the, then the fox would get hurt. And it was one of those educational uh, type videos. But I remember having we had all the propaganda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of like living in some sort of governmental uh, yeah. thing where yeah. posters are up on the wall, like "Don't be a railway hobo." Right, right. But I remember this one picture. It was a train, and it was like freeze frame of the smashed into a car with the pieces of the car flying everywhere and it says when it's a tie at the crossing you lose oh that's a good yeah one. That's, that's a, a real, good way that's a real good wouldn't one. that impact you to not drive on railroad well tracks? i mean i've seen enough videos to know it's a mistake and you know when the when the arms come down and the uh, the bells are ringing that's when i just uh, i just stop you know you know having worked there for quite some time you you, you do it's one of those things where I will stop and look both ways at a railroad crossing, even if it's, even if you're uh, in free flow traffic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if the lights aren't going, you have to look both ways because sometimes those crossings don't work, those lights. Yeah. And uh, I have to believe that more than uh, a few people have been clipped by a passing train. Yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't want that kind of damage to your car. No, you, no, that won't. That will not buff right out, no matter what anybody has told you. But it, but the headline says CSX train tra- crashes into car in West Springfield. Was it the train's fault? You know, they, they make it sound like it's the it's the train's fault, but I, I'm willing to guess the person in the car wasn't paying attention, or if the gates were down, or whatever. I can never fully blame the train because you know to stop something with that. Many cars behind it, you know, the basic functions of physics would prevent that train from being able to stop quickly if there was something yeah. on the tracks 100 yards away. Yeah. It, I can, mean, it can take up to a mile for those trains to stop depending on how fast they're going. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if a guy gets hit on the on the on the on the on the tracks, I just have to assume, well, he probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm no I'm no insurance adjuster, but if I were. I would be going on on that premise. I worked with a guy who lost a foot. Of what? He lost his own foot. His foot. Yeah, like the, uh, the like the 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 toe half of the Ooh. foot. Because that's he, the that's the good half too. He jumped up on a. He was he was inspecting the train. He was inspecting the numbers, and he couldn't see the numbers from one side. Right. But you're not supposed to. You're supposed to wait until the train pulls away and then put up this thing called a derailer, which is it stops any other trains from coming down that track. Right. The little thing they flip over the over the track. Well, he didn't do that because he was in a rush and he wanted to get the number on the thing. So he didn't realize the train hadn't pulled away yet. So he's halfway down the middle of the cars, jumps up on the cup link of the car. 
gets onto the other side, grabs the number. As he's getting back up on the coupling, he puts his foot down on the coupling, and that is the exact moment ah. that the, it's like a chain reaction. It's like a kinetic energy, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, like the balls when you hit the ball on one side yes, and yes. the other ball goes? So it's kind of like that. And uh, when the train pulled away, it kind of gives this boom, and it smashed his foot oh, in between. God. He had boots on. And they didn't know he lost a foot until they got him to the hospital when they took the boot off. And the that's other when foot, the, the rest what, of the foot fell out of the boot? Well, kind of pretty much, yeah. What would uh, what would Birdie and Sly Fox have to say about uh, that? They would have told him that uh, he would have been – actually, they, if it was a real true railroad thing, they would have told him to go to the bar and wait. Well, here's the good yeah. news. You'll be buying half as many shoes from now on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't have to – you got a good settlement from the railroad, and you and you and you don't have to buy any shoes. You just have to buy a left one. You just need a Buster, not a Buster Brown. <laughs> uh, two individuals are being charged after a traffic stop in uh, North Adams on Friday, according to North Adams police. Officers conducted a stop of two cars involved with an ongoing narcotics investigation. During that stop, police found trafficking amounts of cocaine and heroin. Investigators arrested a Springfield resident where they were charged with trafficking uh, cocaine and heroin. The individual is being held on $100,000 cash bail. Officers also revealed another individual is also being charged for their involvement in the drug distribution operation. The sleepy little town of uh, North Adams. Not so sleepy anymore. Uh, if you've, uh, when was the last time you've been up to North Adams? Uh, North Adams. Because uh, it's, it's not that sleepy. Um. There's actually a lot of people have probably been up for days in North Adams. Yeah, probably. But I, but I went. I think I went. I went to. I did a wedding in Williamstown last year. Okay. And the, I had to go through North Adams. Is that that's where Mass Mocha is, right? North Adams is is that North Adams or just Adams? No, I don't know. I don't. It's one of the Adams. Well, either way, I, don't, I, just, I know one of them is bad. It's kind of like uh, you know Lawrence West. It's just weird that. <laughs> Yeah, Lawrence West. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's just weird to, like, you're driving through this mountainous, beautiful area, and then right. all of a sudden, here's the toilet in the middle of the Berkshires, <laughs> North Adams. Armada's Market has announced they will not be returning to their original location in Longmeadow. In a statement, Armada's uh, owner, Al Alex Validis, if I'm saying that right, say they will not be returning to the Shaker Road Plaza where the market was lost to a four-alarm fire just days before Thanksgiving of 2021. Validus uh, cited the high rebuilding costs and lengthy timeline for the decision and said it's not in their best interest to pursue reopening that location. That's one of those things, like, if you have, a, if you have like, your house burned down mm -hmm. and just waiting for an insurance payment, most people take the lowest lowball offer from the insurance company because you want to rebuild and you want to get back to normal. Right. Then you have to haggle. Like you shouldn't take the payment from the insurance company because then you have to haggle for all the other things that you've lost in the in the thing, and it's a very lengthy, lengthy process. It's you know, because I mean, I whenever I've heard people talk about this, people who are involved, like the Armada family, mm -hmm. you, I would be beside myself if if I were those people. Because I mean, it's taken this fire happened what two years ago? Yeah, two I mean, years ago. And only now can they decide. Listen, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, we we just we can't. We would love to build. We just we just can't. We've made it impossible. Now, on the other hand, they did buy out the uh, the village mart in Hamden. Yeah, and have done a very very good job of of 
uh, of taking that over. Yeah. And I'm sure they're, you know, they're making ends meet over there, but you know, to, to rebuild, I think would overextend them. Yeah. And I think any, any business would, uh, would feel that. Didn't it, were they in Munson at one point too, or are they not? That's, I, that I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were at one point. Maybe. Now it's something else. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, people are, are sad that it's not going to return to that area, but Man, the cost. Like, I would not want to be. I feel bad for these th- these people uh, because you, you have this family business that you've run yeah. in the same location for how many years? But you've made home claims, right? You ever make a, a, a claim in your home? Luckily, I've never had to. I yeah. I did it once, yeah, and it was a nightmare. And we had a good insurance company, yeah. But to get what exactly we needed, yeah, right. as opposed to what they were willing to pay, yeah. And then having to go back and then appeal the decision twice yeah. before we can get them to pay what it would actually cost to do most of the job. It was, I mean, talk about a talk about a nightmare situation. In- insurance is great until you actually need to yes, use it. Exactly. You know, they 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 kind of mess around. It, I remember even just with my car insurance. Remember that time I totaled that car years ago? Yeah. That took like two months for them to total it. Like how how do you how do you not look at that and go, yeah that that might be able to be buffed out a little. Like you already had two yeah. opinions from two different auto body places that says this thing isn't salvageable. Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, people who are making claims have to go on and live their lives too. Yeah. It's like you know we, we you just can't people just can't wait for checks. They just can't right. wait for you to argue against what they're willing to pay. You know, they, people are paying into these policies and not getting what they need to restore. What they've lost, well, then you have to ask what. Then what's the point of even having it? Yeah, why pay? Why pay for it? But if you don't have it, then you're even more screwed. So, it's a double-edged. Well, they sword. they really got you by the shorties, don't they? They got you by the short and curlies. They That's, sure uh, do. Yeah. Boy, they do. Uh, despite rejecting a previous overture to offer up vacant student housing for migrants, Westfield State University is on the list of 25 potential sites the state is exploring for emergency shelter. Oh, yeah. Come on down. Where are the uh, the furthest possible locations? Uh, I don't know. Elected officials, a spokesman for the university and a representative from Governor Maura Healy's office, confirmed officials from the Massachusetts Emergency Management Agency toured a part of the campus earlier this week. Their purpose was to conduct a viability review at Lammers Hall at the center of the campus that sits on a tree-lined stretch of Western Avenue. That was my dorm. That was? Was Lammers Hall. Really? It's the oldest and most uh, thing in disrepair on that campus because it's probably from, like, the 1960s. Right. Right? And, uh, yeah, that was the only dorm that had the drinking floor. I lived on the drinking floor. It had a drinking floor? We had a 21 and over floor. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. And that's uh, where we were allowed to, you know, have our good times up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, these migrants better learn how to do ice luges because that's the kind of thing they... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They probably yeah. don't have drinking floors there anymore. You don't know that. I, well, I mean, probably not officially... Drinking floors. Now, uh, let's whip up a good old batch of moose juice with the uh, grape, the grape, uh, Welch's frozen Welch's grape, the vodka, and the 30 cans of bush light that you yeah. pour on top of it. It's Any delicious. bottle of like 151 or an yeah. Everclear, that'd be perfect for that. 
the university in July rebuffed a request by the state to offer up its student housing block to mitigate the crisis for unspecified reasons, but the school finds itself back on the table along with two dozen other potential properties owned by the state, some of which are also public universities. Leslie Rice, a spokesperson for the university, confirmed leaders were in preliminary discussions with the state. The governor is asking all the state's universities to work with her in helping citizens in the world. How many times do we hear, like, UMass doesn't even have enough housing for their own students? And then now you're talking like, oh, you know what, let's invite all these uh, these folks into... Uh- well, that's 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 UMass, but, but has Westfield State ever had that problem? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they have overbookings at every college campus in, in the country. <laughs> Stupid is that? I mean, you have you know so many kids going in. You enroll so many kids in your school. You should have space for all of them because they kind of designate you know in their application or their acceptance whether or not they're going to be on campus or off campus students. And frankly, you should get a discount for going to the university. That ha- that houses. Actually, I think you get a, a discount if they have to move you to a to like a hotel, like in the the UMass kids. Yeah, but I'm talking about if you're a student on campus and then all of a sudden you have all these migrant families move into your campus, you should get a discount for that. That'll never happen. Well, it should. The uh, renewed press for emergency shelter alternatives follow Healy's decision to declare a state of emergency earlier this month over the uh, migrant uh, predicament taxing the state's shelter system, forcing officials to turn hotels and motels at a high cost to taxpayers. She's called on the federal government for funding and accelerating the process of getting work visas to migrants, which has been slow going. So, open up the dorms. (laughs) You know what? Reopen Kahunaville, too. We can go there on Tuesday nights for karaoke. I'll have the bus full of migrant families going over there with me. You know, I can only only speak to my own... You know, uh, you know, experience. Yeah. If there were migrant workers living in one of the dorms that I lived in while yeah. I was in college. Yeah. And let's say some of them were over 21. Yeah. Guess who would be paid to buy booze for those of us who are not? Yeah, that's true. I that's... would make friends with as many migrants as I could possibly get my hands on. Hey, listen, uh, I see your green card's expiring. Uh, that might not happen if you go down and get us a thirty pack, a thirty rack of Bud Light. You know, I know a guy that can make you a green card. Yeah, I yeah, I know plenty. All of it would cost is a twenty four pack of Stroh's Light. Stroh's Light. That's some good stuff right there. I had to go back to the early eighties for that one. You know, I still uh, and and I was on the beach last week, and it reminded me of my favorite joke ever. Why don't women drink beer on the beach? I don't know. Why don't women drink beer on the beach? Because they get sand in their schlitz. <laughs> well, it is the one beer to have when you're having more yeah, than one. That's it, for it sure. It is a good one. Yeah, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's Schaefer. <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be cloudy with a high of 79. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota 3 and the Kinks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, every week, Baxi's musical podcast, I'm talking to everybody from uh, from artists in rock, new wave, alternative metal, uh, and lots in between, producers and authors and all that kind of stuff. 
This week, my guest is Wayne Hussey, who's a guy who has sold literally millions of records in the band uh, The Mission. Also, he was part of uh, the band Sisters of Mercy, who spent some time in Dead or Alive. Uh, he and uh, his band The Mission are coming to the Brighton Music Hall on October 11th. They're a great live band. And you can check out that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Check them out at ZNMHomes.com. Uh, you know, we're talking about college campuses and things like that. Yeah. This story was on 22 uh, over the weekend, but it actually led you to another news site out in Ohio. An incoming freshman at Miami University in Ohio was floored when she was assigned the same dorm room that her mother occupied in the fall of 1990. What are the odds? You know, thank you for asking that question because... It's not that unusual when they find out your last name. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, well, I mean, if you're a freshman, yeah, they probably have a freshman dorm designated for freshman kids. Uh, when my mom told me, we both screamed over the phone. First year student Sarah Bowling said, "I was in total disbelief." Laura Everett Bowling, Sarah's mom, graduated from the university in 1994. My first reaction was total and complete surprise and absolute shock. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's how somebody from the Northwest would, or Northeast, or anyway, Midwest would sound, right? <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty close. With 4,472 residence hall rooms on campus, the odds of being assigned to the same residence hall of a parent are about 0.02%, according to John Baylor, Distinguished University Professor of Statistics. That dude's funny at parties. I was going to say, like, what, you just ran, you crunched these numbers? Who ever asked for that stat ever? Whoever, he nah, must have just know. done this on his own. The likelihood <laughs> of being placed in the same room 33 years later is 1,099 to 1. You're more likely to be audited by the IRS than be placed in the same room as a parent. Uh, despite having the same room, Sarah and her mom noted some differences in their respective college moving in experiences. We're much more prepared this time around. In 1990, we didn't have pictures of the dorm rooms to help plan what to bring to campus. There's so many more fun options for dorm decor and storage now, so I'm sure Sarah's room will be much cuter than mine was. <laughs> Aside from the campus address, the mother and daughter duo share the love of the Miami Redhawks ice hockey team, bagel and deli shop uh, you know, nearby, which they say will likely be their meeting spot to catch up in this new chapter yeah, that's of nice. their life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, mom. Why were I saw a picture of you? Why were you known as the meat dumpster? <laughs> everybody signed the, yeah. the the yearbook as "Hey, meat dumpster." Yeah. Everybody's signing yearbooks, but your picture has your boobs all covered with people's <laughs> signatures. What's going on with that? That's why when you find out, you know, <laughs> some dark secrets about your parents. Yeah. Sometimes the less yeah. you know, the better. Yeah. It's six fifty-seven with Bax and Nangle on Rock One Hundred Two. For only. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, you know me. I'm a pretty optimistic sort of fellow when it comes to understanding the realities of a mathematical elimination. I can usually spot that thing coming from a mile away. For example, the New York Yankees aren't that far away from a mathematical elimination themselves, and while I could be tempted to hammer away at that fact all day long, I've chosen not to, because 
The reality is the Red Sox are probably looking at the same situation, although that'll happen long after it happens to New York. Both teams have approximately 31 regular season games left to go. Red Sox have just lost two out of three to Mookie Betts and the Dodgers. They've gone six and four out of the last 10 games, which, while respectable, isn't going to be good enough when you're 12 and a half games out of first place and two full games away from even being considered a real threat for a wild card spot. And yet, well, I could easily see that as the foretelling of almost certain doom. It's hard to feel too bad when you got guys like Adam Duvall smashing a three-run homer on Saturday or Alex Verdugo cranking three consecutive leadoff home runs. I'll take that stuff all day long. But with 31 games left to go, you don't really have to w- a whole lot of time to screw around by losing home stands, especially since you're about to open another one with uh, Houston. You see... An improbable three-game sweep of the Astros would be incredibly productive. Come to think of it, winning the remaining nine series on the schedule would also be an effective way of avoiding an early mathematical elimination. This is coming from someone with a profound limitation on his own mathematical abilities, and I'm telling you that it's too soon to give up. At least now. It's too soon to start thinking that you might have to... But it's not too soon to start thinking that you might have to start thinking about a mathematical elimination. I'd like to think the Red Sox will have enough consideration to extend this swift breeze of optimism and prolong the suffering until it's absolutely necessary, which I'm going to predict won't come until the very last pitch of the ninth inning on September 1st, the very last game of the year against the first-place Baltimore Orioles, because that's where Red Sox fans are used to sitting. But hey, another my Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Breakfast goes outdoors with a Blackstone outdoor griddle from Rocky's. Bacon and eggs, steak and chicken, you can cook all that stuff in a Blackstone. Now 350 bucks at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven in the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. Looking at 63 right now in downtown Springfield. There are 18 days until the start of the Big E. Are you, you know, I'm not that excited about going to the Big E, but I do like the food. See, that's the uh, to me, that's the only reason I go. I don't go to buy a ShamWow. I don't go to uh, buy a hot tub. I don't go to uh, uh, you know, exclusively for the footsie wootsies or any of the rides in the midway. It's not what I'm there for. I'm there to get a specific job done, and that is to gorge myself with food. You don't want uh, you don't want the experience of having some guy who drives his IROC Z go to the uh, Big E and start pounding down harpoon ales while smoking a joint and blowing the smoke in everybody's face. Does that appeal to you? Not like it used to, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It doesn't. Well, I guess you, you need that weed to, to get geared up to get your stomach ready for the big food show. So late last week, the Biggie announces uh, the new foods at the Biggie. So yeah. there's a couple of new vendors. There's a couple of old vendors that have added new things to their menu. I don't know if they've taken things off or just added additional items, but they're not new vendors. They're just vendors we haven't met yet. Yes, you're you're probably right about that. But there's a couple of uh, new things that uh, that are pretty interesting to me. The uh, the bacon bomb. It's a bacon wrapped burger with barbecue sauce. All right, I'll go for it. I I can, I can go out the barbecue sauce. I'm more con- I I, I kind of like a burger. We were just bacon and 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 the beef that's good for me what about waffleicious 
This is intriguing to me. Yeah. Stuffed waffles on a stick with a variety of toppings. Anything you can put anything on a stick works pretty good. I wonder what it's stuffed with. That's exactly though. what was going on through my mind. What like, are you stuffing it with? Like, is it ice cream or is it like breakfast items? Like, is it sausage and, you know, because that would go that would, all that right, That'd be sweet and savory options. Uh, Dolly's Honky Tonk. Did you see that one? Uh, yes. That's some empanadas. Mm. I like a good empanada. No, I do too, but I don't uh, I don't go out of my way for an empanada. Like well, I, ne- I never said, boy, I got a real itch for some empanadas. Never said that. Yes, but it's something different that you might not have had before, so maybe you want to try it. How about uh, you got someone else there? Here. Well, there's the, uh, the the top of the crust. This mm-hmm. is in the food court, the Nashville hot chicken pizza. Is that like spicy chicken? Is that I what it is? I think that's, yeah. I think it's like a, like a spicy... Like the uh, the hot chicken spicy sandwich that you would Ooh. find at a, at a restaurant. That's uh, it. Now it's on a pizza. They also offer caramel apple snicker dessert pizza, milkshakes, mm-hmm. and ice cream. Yeah, that sounds pretty All good. Right. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really good. Frosting shots. What has taken so long? I I I don't know why we we should have been doing frosting shots years ago. Best part of a cake has always been the frosting. Is it? It's Luann's Bakery. Is it alcohol? Uh, well, I would hope so. Alcohol-infused frosting? Who would want to go for that? Even I, if you don't even drink, you'd say, you know what? I do like frosting. Maybe I can you know, lick around the shot glass without thinking about the alcohol and just enjoying the frosting. I always enjoyed the, uh, the pudding shots versus the jello shot. I've always been more of a big pudding fan. Pudding does shot it, was more filling. Does the pudding shot have that little delicious skin on top? Because that's always my favorite part of the pudding. I don't remember it now because it was whipped. It was like whipped. Oh, there, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. And then you got uh, kettle corn. You can get kettle corn in five different other places. Uh, Ferrandino maple. Uh, they have the maple bacon hot dog. Mm. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, maple's not really my uh, my thing. Well, they got a maple cream puff too. Yeah, on top of the regular cream puff that they offer. Some of the uh, the older uh, uh, venues. We can't. We don't have time to go through all of them. I don't think. But uh, there's a couple of new ones that I'm uh, a little bit concerned about. Yeah. Uh, one is a a pickle lemonade that Poppies is is serving. Pickle lemonade. You know, there's a ton of people out there that love pickle juice. Well, what's the uh, the it's uh, the pickleback? I'm on whiskey a, and pickle juice. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not I'm not big on that. There are but two things that make you gag, and you put them together. Yeah. to make even more of a gag. Well, to keep with the the pickle gag, uh, Fluffies, which mm-hmm. I I don't believe I've ever been to Fluffies, has a pickle donut. It just sounds like a bad idea. A pickled donut. A pickled donut. Mm. If I bite into a pickle, I, I mean, if I want biting into a donut, rather, I want to taste a donut that tastes like a donut. I, I didn't putting a in, in, jamming pickles in it is not. Uh, that's not for me. Did like pregnant women come up with this year's menu? I don't know. It's kind of gross. It's disgusting. Uh, well, the clam box, uh, the Hofbrauhaus House venison sausage with spotzel clam fritter donut. Mm-hmm. And the fried spotzel with cheese sauce. That sounds That's, good. See, that sounds very good. Fried spotzel with cheese sauce. A clam fritter donut. Oh, man, you are scratching me where I itch. The Hofbrauhaus House doesn't, doesn't exist anymore, does it? N- no. But they have their sausage? 
I don't even know if it's the same Hofbrau house. They maybe just call it the Hofbrau house. I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the White House. This is the thing that I want to try. The hot dog poutine and the hamburger poutine, mm. as well as disco fries. The crispy French fries topped with gravy hot dogs, famous fried onions, and topped with cheese curds. Oh, Sign me Jesus up. Christ. No was, ketchup on that, by the way. How, how good does that sound? That sounds delicious. The, 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 yeah. The, they that's You know what? That's the way it should be. And in uh, the worst house... They're offering hot the hot bratwurst topped with spicy onion, chili crisp, cherry pepper relish, and served in a pretzel roll. Okay. Yep. Ugh. Sounds damn. Good. Sounds good. Uh, Chick Fil A is there? Yeah. It's, don't, no one's going there for that. Um. But if they do, the line will be like nine hours long. You know what? I want to try. <clears throat> this sounds good to me. See if you're with me on this one. Uh, the New England Craft Beer Pub. In the Avenue Estates. Yeah. Not only serving a, a charcuterie board, which I think is fine, but also Thanksgiving nachos. Thanksgiving nachos. Think about that. Yeah. Turkey, gravy, cranberry stuffing, sauce, po- potatoes. That's yeah, cranberry actually, sauce. That, like, that could be awesome. It's like a whole meat, a whole Thanksgiving meal in a little dish. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, EB's, they got the Twister fries smothered in American cheese sauce with real bacon bits and sour cream. Can't go wrong with that. Poppies, of course, they, they, that was the pickle lemonade one you were yep. talking about. Uh, the Big Kahuna. The Dorita, Dorito Gyro. Is it Gyro? It's or- Gyro. Okay, I don't think the I don't think the Greeks really care how you say it as long as you're buying one. Of them. <laughs> as long as you dish out the money to get one. Sure. I'll have one of them gyros. Yeah, right. Yeah, the um, Dorito one though that sounds pretty interesting. It's a walking Greek gyro, so I think is it like one of those that's like served in a Doritos bag. Maybe aren't they all walking? Don't you all walk around with them? No matter what you get, you're walking around with it. Well, I don't know, man. I, my cholesterol is uh, is going through the roof just reading this stuff. Yeah, you know, this is uh, it, it has been so. We were talking a little bit before we went on about the media party. Mm-hmm. It's been so long since I've been to that media party. It's been about four years, I think, when I went to the last one. Well, did they have them during the COVID? No, four. That's what I said four years ago. It was yeah, twenty no, twenty nineteen was the last one I went to. But then you never missed one. You kept going every year. I missed a few. Really? Here and there, yeah. I'm working on almost 15 years not going to that thing. Why? I don't really know. Come on. Come on and have a good time. We'll do <sighs> it. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 720 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. September 13th. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 and Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Cloudy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow rainy with a high of 76. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Want to win an extra thousand bucks? Find out how easy it is to win. Keep listening for details next Tuesday, September 5th. Uh, you and I are going to be uh, giving people a chance at 8 on uh, Rock 102, Springfield's yes. Classic Rock. Your chance to win $1,000. Yes, your chance yeah. at winning 1000 bucks. You're not going to actually get $1,000. You could get a chance to win $1,000. But you could win, and that's the whole thing. I wouldn't mind 1000 bucks. I would take that. Can't win if you don't play. Well, I can't win anyway because I'm not eligible. Well, that's true. It's a conflict of interest. Yeah, that's... Uh, I guess. That's the tough part about working here. Uh, leave it to Alabama. Um, Alabama wants to be the first state to execute a prisoner by making him breathe only nitrogen. 
Because, you know, why not? <laughs> Alabama is seeking to become the first state to execute a prisoner by making him breathe pure nitrogen. Uh, the Alabama Attorney General's Office on Friday asked the state Supreme Court to set an execution date for death row inmate Kenneth Eugene Smith, uh, who's 58. The court filing indicated Alabama plans to put him to death by nitrogen hypoxia, an execution method that is authorized in three states but has never been used. Nitrogen hypoxia is caused by forcing the inmate to breathe only nitrogen, depriving them of oxygen and causing them to obviously die. Nitrogen makes up 78% of the air inhaled by humans and is harmless with inhaled oxygen. While proponents of the new method have th- uh, theorized it would be painless, opponents have likened it to human experimentation. I mean, if you've never done it before. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest it, though. It says uh, here that uh, it would cause you to die within 40 seconds. Okay. It's, it's a quick out. That's actually not a bad idea. That's kind of like uh, putting the exhaust, uh, you know, the the hose from your exhaust pipe into your car or in the garage. Yeah, but but even then, you're not going to get you know breathing pure nitrogen. It'll be mixed with other things. Yeah, but I wouldn't suggest you know, like huffing nitrogen. Yeah, okay, it makes you die in forty seconds. But what leads up to that forty seconds before? Oh, you probably die? extraordinarily intense pain, like convulsions and things oh, like yeah, that. Uh, Alabama authorized nitrogen hypoxia in twenty eighteen amid a shortage of drugs used to carry out lethal injections, but the state has not attempted to use it until now to carry out a death sentence. Oklahoma and Mississippi have also authorized nitrogen mm-hmm. hypoxia, but have not used it yet because they're waiting for Alabama to be the first crazy ones to do it. Oh, Alabama will do it. <laughs> They'll do anything. Here's what I'm reading about uh, breathing in nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the throat wall becomes very cold. Uh, then the blood is nearly uh, near the carotid artery, uh, starts to chill on its way to the brain. The brain is especially sensitive to temperature change. And the shock could be catastrophic. You're out in moments. You know, it sounds horrible, but then you... You know, you think about the crime that the person committed where they killed a family of five in cold blood. And, yeah. You know, uh, do you really feel bad for well, somebody who is has to go through that after the the heinous things that they have been convicted of sure. doing? And well, not, I'm, I'm not a big uh, death penalty guy, yeah. so to speak. But if you're going to go out, I mean, this would probably be quicker and less painful than, say, an electric chair. You know, which is a pretty spectacular way of going out. I'd like to say I'm not a death penalty guy either because I think some I think for the most part suffering inside of a cell in prison for yeah, the rest of your life is is pretty bad, more torturous than kind of getting the easy way out by by killing you. But I don't know if my ideology would change on that if it was affecting me personally like of a victim of of one of these, per- I, I think I would change my mind. It, yeah, I think yeah. it depends on your values going into it, right? Like prior to whatever crime may be committed, if your uh, you know if your value system said one thing, you'd probably hold on to that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard it's to it's tell. A, very hard to tell. We got news next to rock. Well, that's a happy little conversation. We oh, got news. Well, I'm glad we had this. <laughs> you have no idea. News is next. 7.34 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pools sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 7.30 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A CSX train collided with a, collided with a car traveling on Bridge Street in Agawam Saturday night. Two people were transported to the local emergency room after uh, West Springfield and Agawam police and fire both responded to the scene. 
Western Mass News received a statement from the West Springfield Deputy Fire Chief Michael Dixon on the scene. He said as follows, at approximately 9 p.m. this evening, a vehicle crossing the Front Street Rail Crossing was struck by a CSX train heading westbound on the tracks. Okay, Western Mass News said Bridge Street, and then the fire department said Front Street. So were they right next to each other? The bridge in the front? I guess so. West Springfield Fire and police were notified immediately and responded as well as Agawam Police and Fire. Upon arrival, we found a car pushed around 2,000 feet westbound on the tracks. The AMS crews took both patients to the emergency room. Agawam Police and Fire handled the rescue as well. We can't comment on the extent of injuries at this time. CSX has stopped traffic on both westbound and eastbound until the situation is cleared up. There's no timetable on when these closures will open up. Do they have? Um, and I don't. I don't know if if they do this or not. But do they have cameras at these uh, at these train crossings? Uh, they might now. They didn't then. They, you know, when I worked there, that was over fifteen years ago. Yeah, I just wonder if they do because. Yeah, I'm curious just as to you know, did this car try to cross the tracks or was it parked on the tracks? I don't know. Yeah, that. I don't know. I don't know if somebody was trying to beat the train. Uh, you know, because you can always make it. No, yeah. no, you can't always make it. Oh well, yeah, that arm comes down and the big red blinky lights. That's yeah. just a that's a yield sign. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, it's a it's a please stop your vehicle quickly. Yeah, I didn't sign. See, I didn't see the. You know, obviously this car was pushed so far down that you can't tell from the video whether or not. The crossing was down at the time. Yeah. But either way, you should really be looking both ways before you cross any railroad tracks. Or maybe you just don't cross the railroad tracks, especially if, uh, you know, lights are going off. And- yeah, but but again, you don't know what the situation You don't know if the lights were going off or not. Sometimes those things malfunction and they don't work. Hmm. Uh, as many families prepare for the first day of school, they're, they're sure to have a camera close by to capture the milestone. But you should be careful about what you share online. Kids and parents alike are counting down to the end of vacation, and like those summer memories, they'll want to capture their kids tackling the first day of class. However, as the Internet and social media continue to grow, what is okay to share and what may be considered too much information? Signs that allow people to fill in blanks with information like a child's name, their school, their teacher's name have become popular in recent years. Western Mass News found one online, filled it out, and asked people what they think. Parents like uh, Kelly DeBettencourt of Lemonster told what... Why'd they go to Lemonster to get somebody to talk to them about this? Because now they're trying to be a because they're trying to be a full state operation. Oh, like Mass Live. Yeah, that people need to be uh, careful about what they share. Having teacher having the teacher's name on the, or the name of the school or anything because you never know what people are going to do these days. Uh, we took pictures and stuff, but we didn't have you know social media back then either. Another guy thinks uh, parents shouldn't post anything about their kids at all. Once it's on the Internet, it's there forever. Local police departments, including uh, the East Hartford Police Department, did they not have anybody locally in the area to talk to? Nobody was available. Are warning parents about sharing (laughs) sensitive content. Believe uh, below, you can see the difference in the amount of information uh, each picture is showing on a similar sign. And they pulled up, you know, because a lot of people put these pictures in front of their kids Exactly. Oh, it's so and so's first day of mm-hmm. kindergarten, and here's his teacher. He's this year's this many years old. It's basically like get, opening it up to, uh, you know, fraud. You know, fraud. Here's Ryan entering the eighth grade this year. Hard to believe he's this old. By the way, his social security number is yeah, yeah, and he wants to be a doctor when he grows up too. <laughs> and his favorite sport is football. Yeah. 
They do give too much information out. They do. They do. But, but. you know what? Um, isn't that the fun of social media, sharing uh, you know those adorable pictures of your children and personal information? Yeah, we all do it. We all do it at some point. We all do it, but then yeah. we comp- but then we you know castigate those who get you do it and something bad happens. Yeah, I uh, I remember uh, I think it was last year. Uh, my kids didn't want their picture taken, so I just took pictures of two blurred out bodies. <laughs> I said, "Look, it's the first day of school! Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Why not? Right? You could do like little stick figure representations of your two kids." I could and just take a picture of that and say it's the first day of school for my two kids. You know what? I'm going to little stick figure uh, you know, representations. I'm going to do that on Wednesday. Why not? You know, uh, my I credit my uh, my late wife for changing the policy in our school district of how they found out who your kid's teacher was. This this is the policy that they used to have at our school. Okay, and it was about midsummer. You could go to the outside of the school on the window of the library and it had every kid's name and every teacher that was listed of who they had as a teacher and that's how you found out that you that you got that so you had to go to the school we had to go to the school but it was it was out it was anybody could have walked up there and seen you know which kid which teacher Mm mm-hmm and then parents would go and take pictures of this thing and then share it online uh-huh. and then share it all over the place, uh, to which uh, my wife didn't really think that was a, a, a good practice. So then uh, and, and then uh, subsequently complained about it and then got a lot of flack from other people. What's the big deal? And, you know, she worked with a, with a bunch <laughs> of kids that, yeah. you know, had issues. Listen, you don't want... What if there's like a custodial uh, thing going, uh, custodial parent dispute going on? Yeah, you know your your <laughs> your wife, yeah. your wife is completely in the right on that one. Yeah, because you know, no one else is entitled to the information about what's going on with everybody else's kid. Right. You you're you should learn about what's going on with your own kid. Yeah. Either receive a letter in the mail or an email addressed uh, you know, addressed directly to you. And you don't find out what's going on with every other kid in town. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're right. She's absolutely yeah. right about it. And, and uh, even with all the complaining back and forth, they then changed the policy for the next year where they, they didn't do yeah. that practice anymore. You now, know, you realize that for everybody who was complaining, you know, these are the kinds of people that say, well, this would never happen to my beautiful, adorable little mop top of a kid. No. My no. angel would never be caught up. Not uh, mine. What could possibly go wrong? These are the people who are defrauded all the time. Uh, Holyoke Ward 2 Counselor Wilma (laughs) Puelo Mota is challenging the uh, admissibility of witness statements and a search of his cell phone in a Rhode Island court where he's facing charges of possession of child sex abuse images, forgery, counterfeiting, and obstruction of the uh, judicial system. He's due back in the courtroom in Warwick, Rhode Island on September 12th. Puelo uh, Mota's attorney, John Ciciline, didn't return a phone call on Friday. Any resolution in the case would follow three years of legal wrangling in both states. A conviction or guilty plea would result in Wilmer's expulsion from the city council under the city's charter. The 27-year-old was not a candidate for re-election this fall, but he won a court case reinstating him to the $10,000-a-year position while his criminal case was still pending after his fellow counselors voted in September of 2022 to kick him out. His current term ends at the end of the year. 
If convicted, the max sentence he could face up to Rhode, in Rhode Island is up to five years in prison. The criminal case began in 2020 when police in Warwick discovered sexually explicit images on an underage, explicit images of an underage girl on uh, Wilmer's phone while investigating uh, Wilmer's report of a stolen handgun. Wilmer told police he'd promised to pay a 17-year-old girl $1,000. She said she met Wilmer online and he became her sugar daddy, sending her money through Venmo. She would uh, send him explicit videos in return. Wilmer (laughs) said he thought the girl was 22, but when they were in the meeting in a hotel room, she allowed a group of men to enter the room where they stole Wilmer's wallet. $1,000 $1,000 and a safe that contained a 9mm bread. Hey, friend, I found your wallet. Hey. <laughs> Mr. Slate's not going to like this. I'm trying to get my rocks out of here, Barn. <laughs> While the case, yes, Flintstone. Yeah. While the uh, case was pending, Rhode Island prosecutors alleged Wilmer tried to do a game of program there that's designed to show leniency to members of the military. This guy, uh, he just wants this thing to go away, and he doesn't want it. To, he yeah, doesn't want to well, have to go through a court case. I suppose you should have thought about that way before yeah. you grabbed the thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, the the whole. Um, I didn't know she was seventeen. Thing is, just uh, who's going to believe you when you say that? Well, uh, when it comes to the law. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether you thought she was eighteen. That's or not. what I, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't uh, make too much of a difference. Yeah, that's not much of a defense. He thinks uh, he's going to get away with, but will only time will tell. Yes, it will. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of seventy nine tomorrow, rainy with a high of seventy six. It's sixty three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Ah, yeah. If you're injured in an accident, make the call to a fighter. A winner. I called Mark E. Salamone. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.51 in Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners get a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner Gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check your stats or go with your gut and play Rock 12's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You ready to roll? I am ready to roll. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> well, here's our tribute to the man, the myth, the legend. That's right. Star of the Price is Right, Bob Barker died Saturday of natural causes. He was 99 years old. Joke going around social media all weekend was that he came close to as he could to 100 without going over. I miss Rod Roddy. Rod Roddy was uh, yeah. quite the guy. Yeah, I like I like Rod Roddy. Yeah. Let's get rid of that crap. You know, I, uh, 99 years old. Uh, you know, they're saying natural causes, but can we be sure of that? Do we know there was not some sort of foul play at 99? Well, he was a big tequila drinker. He really? loved his tequila. 
But he was one of those, like, tequila snobs. He probably had, like, one snifter of tequila a month, huh. uh, you know, during his lifetime. Because he didn't look like, he looked in, he looked very uh, well the last time I saw him, mm-hmm. which was probably, you know, what, 10 years ago, probably I saw him on, a, on I, an interview or something. I had like a that. friend who was, like, an intern on that show back in, like, the late 80s. Yeah. And he said, even back then, and now you're talking almost 40 years ago, he said he looked incredibly old back then. Yeah. And yet, he still was kicking at 99. Isn't that crazy? It's unbelievable. Uh, here's a classic moment uh, making, uh, classic moment of Bob Barker making an embarrassing moment, very entertaining on a time, uh, one time on The Price is Right. It's when a contestant didn't come on down when she heard her name be announced. This happened back in the 70s. Patricia Bernard, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Just a moment. An emergency has occurred. This moment had to occur, did it not? Patricia has gone to the little girl's room. A gentleman, whom I assume is her husband, has rushed out to get her. A page has gone after the gentleman. Everyone in America is wondering how long can they wait for Patricia. Here comes Patricia. Ah, there you go. Then she finally finally showed up. That would be pretty embarrassing. That's awesome, though. I know, like, uh, I've heard of TV shows being taped. Somebody told me that they went to, a like, a Jerry Springer taping where they tape, like, three shows in a day that, oh, yeah. that you're there for. And you can't get up and go to the bathroom or leave at all during the tapings of those shows. How does that work? How how do you how do you keep I, people trapped in a in a building for six hours? Well, I'm sure they probably tell everybody. Listen, uh, there's no getting out of your seat during the the taping of the game. Yeah, because that would be distracting for the contestants and would look bad on TV. So I mean, if yes. you've got plenty of warning, then you you got to go before the uh, before it starts. You just gotta. You gotta go. I know. For me, I probably couldn't make the full hour without going. Or it's gonna come on down if you know what I'm I saying. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, people on TikTok have been wondering why a lot of pickle brands never use the word pickle on any of their packaging. I never even really thought about never thought that. thought about that. Thank you, TikTok. Here's a clip of someone bringing up the issue uh, and Rachel Stonecraft on TikTok with some theories of what's going it on. It doesn't actually say the word pickle anywhere on here. Some comments said it's because pickling is the process, not the food. But the word pickle itself is specifically defined as pickled cucumbers, so that's not it. So what is the reason? The FDA has something called Standards of Identity, or SOIs. SOIs are guidelines that certain foods have to meet, like what ingredients a food must contain, portion of ingredients, and even production method. Pickles have to meet the FDA's standards for acidified foods. So either they pickles don't meet the standards or they decided that if they just left the word pickle off the packaging entirely they'd be able to avoid violating the numerous regulations no matter how they change yeah they do that with ice cream I t- we've talked about this before yeah the the companies like briars trying to cheapen up the ingredients they can't call it ice cream because it has to have a certain percentage of milk fat in it for it to be officially called ice yeah, cream it's a frozen dairy treat frozen dairy dessert i could eat a frozen dairy Treat, treat for dessert. as my entree too. Yeah, I, 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 but it's a good point. You never see the word pickle huh. on the side of a jar. It always says kosher dill or uh, yeah, sweet. Su- uh, I, don't Ugh, like God, I don't know why anybody makes sweet pickles. What are those? Uh, yeah, the hamburger chips. The yeah, sweet and what is it? Sweet. What do they call them? What do they call it? Like bread the, and butter. The bread and butter. Bread and, uh, Gross. Uh, Disgusting. 
I'd rather have a dill any day. I'll take uh, I'll take one of them big uh, dill, like deli, you know, yeah. pickles. Those are delicious. But sweet, oh god, awful. Do you ever uh, do you ever have dill bread? I think I have. Yeah. Do you ever make dill bread? No. By sticking your hands in the dill dough. <laughs> do you ever do that? I usually try to keep my hands away from that. Well, stuff. I usually like just kind of knead the dill dough yeah, right. all over, and yeah. just and sometimes it gets all over my hands. Did you get I, all over you? Oh, it gets all over. Yeah. Me. yeah right. Yeah, right. Nobody wants. It. And you know what? Uh, that dill dough is so hard to get off of yourself. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. A, it's like a big big mess, big sloppy mess. <laughs> I just did that so I could do the, the dill dough I know, uh, I joke. Know. Totally get it. Uh, a new law in Florida will be going into effect October 1st, making it so anyone under the eight years of 18, uh, anyone under 18 will need a driver's license or a learner's permit in order to drive a golf cart. Here's a concerned Florida resident in uh, Brian Faison with the Florida Safety Council talking about the new law. I would really appreciate it if they brought it up to the age where they are completely legal to drive a golf cart as well as a car. I see a lot of 14-year-olds operating golf carts with three or four of their friends in those golf carts. And I, I got to tell you, I can't think of a more dangerous situation than that. That sounds like a it's teaching kids to drive. Yeah, but it's not, uh, you know, I mean, there should be an age limit on the golf carts. You know, there's some kids who could really, uh, if they're not knowing what they're doing, could cause a real ruckus. Yeah, yeah. Driving on the fairways, yeah, yeah, driving it right up to the, uh, up to the greens. Oh well, how in in Westfield they steal giant tractors and uh, tear up the lawns of the elementary schools. That's our problem up here. You should have to be uh, yeah. at least sixteen to drive a tractor. I, absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that is now here. This it is seven fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. One word. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, the New England Patriots regular season about to begin in 13 days, with tomorrow being the deadline for the team's final roster cuts. I cannot help but think of a few things. For example, in the next 24 hours, every head coach in the NFL must tell 27 different players that their hopes and dreams of playing in the NFL with this particular team have run its course. It all ends here. All your hard work and ambition has been for naught. It's time for you to pack up your stuff and never come back because, you see, it's not yours, not good enough, and we don't want you here. Now, I know that's probably sounding a little cold-hearted, perhaps even cruel, but Let's not kid ourselves. Today, Bill Belichick is going to assess which one of the two dozen players uh, that everything that they have strived for since childhood is about to be obliterated into a worthless chunk of unusable dust. Sure, you've made a few friends in the locker room, might have even shown potential in a preseason game or practice, but as of tomorrow, August 29th, your entire life is about to abruptly come crashing down around you. Doesn't matter if you've been a wide-eyed innocent rookie or a seasoned veteran is approaching the end of the line. Today can be the day that consumes the rest of your life with years of endless regret and resentment. Certainly would be for me, but of course, I'm not the one facing the specter of doom. At least not before tomorrow's mandatory roster cuts. No, sir, I'll likely be keeping my job at least until the end of the week, where there'll be 27, whereas there'll be 27 guys wandering the streets of Foxborough wondering what to do and where to go next. Thankfully, I believe it. 
Gillette Stadium is within walking distance of a bus stop. Maybe then you can start planning your next move. Or uh, you can even keep this pipe dream alive or try to find another team to play with. You know, one that sets the bar lower than have a guy like you. Or you can resign yourself to a meaningless and unfulfilling day job. You know, like real people do. You know, not athletic types. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The paints and stains come in cans, but the know-how and the service come in person. That's why you go to Rocky's for paints and stains and good people, paint people, and rock-solid service in the paint department at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rocky. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and sticks with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high of 79 tomorrow. Uh, rainy with a high of 76. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. You had, uh, had a little wet weekend on your hands, didn't you? Dude, you know, we went up north to uh, to New Hampshire again, yeah. right? It freaking poured from like Thursday night to like Saturday morning. Like we've had no rain here. Like we couldn't get enough enough rain all season yes but at least you're not near home well yeah i mean at least uh you know away from all the hustle and bustle of hamden yes or yeah. you know, anywhere else around here i also yeah. know that i can walk around freely without being recognized by anybody which is yeah. kind of nice too well didn't didn't you uh didn't you uh purchase your uh your trailer in order to enjoy rain-filled uh, summer days well, Isn't that what, th- what you wanted to do? This is uh, this would be our third season with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, all we wanted was a place to uh, hide when it yeah. poured. It wasn't rainy enough in Vermont. Uh, you needed to move that thing to New Hampshire. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is... Uh, times. In which the, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere and temperatures are always so much different. It didn't rain here uh, until yesterday, and it was brief. It wasn't, uh, yeah. it, it wasn't it, a whole lot. It, it poured Thursday into into Friday, yeah, which is fine because you know what I mean. It, it, while technically it's camping, we spent most of the weekend watching Netflix. Oh <laughs> which yeah, is, uh, which is not anything, traditional outdoorsmanship. See anything good? You know what I did see, and uh, okay, was the whale. Oh, I that's on Netflix. It's now on. Oh, Netflix. I gotta go see it. Was it good? <sighs> He's great in it. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's really great. But it is the saddest, most depressing movie well, it's not, I've ever seen. It's not supposed to be a spirit uplifter. Really? Because I really yeah. thought it was supposed to be a romantic comedy. I thought it was uh, like Free Willy, you know, where they <laughs> you let the whale go at the end. And, Dude, uh, you it's... know, the kid, the whale, does Brendan Fraser jump over a young boy standing on a, a, a jetty? I, I don't think Brendan Fraser in that role had yeah. much of a, yeah, had much lift. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he had much. Uh, much of uh, the way of, of jumping, but it was just like the movie ends, and you're just sitting there going, "Oh my god, really?" Yeah. You know what I started watching over the weekend was that Depp versus Herd. Oh, I know. I saw that too. Did you Did you watch the whole thing? <laughs> I haven't gotten. To, I've only gotten past the. I think it was the. How many episodes are there? There's only like four. Four. Right? Yeah. So I, I think I, I got to the second one. And I, could, I, think, I didn't have enough time to watch it. I think we watched the third. We got one more to go. The more I, and and it's actually a great take on that because it combines, you know, when we're watching, we're following the trial as it was happening. 
you're getting clips and bits and pieces and all that stuff. But what they do in this thing is they take a bunch of YouTubers and like all these bloggers the and TikTokers, TikTokers and everything else, and they put it all together. So his testimony is countering with her testimony, and you know they go back and forth. I gotta tell you, after watching that just for that first episode and a half, they're both nuts. They're both people who are toxic to each other. And, you know, I, th- I I do believe that she she created the, the false narrative of the abuse. Right. Of of the of the physical kind. I think I think that that's, you know, her motivation. But he's a jerk, too. Like he's a he's an alcoholic and he's got issues yeah. that, you know, and it, and it just kind of puts it into perspective a little but, bit. But when that, you but when you go to court and you're trying to prove, yeah, you know what's being alleged here, and it's a, you know, only one person is going to come off better than the other. Yeah. So it's not. It's never going to be a draw, right? Right. Yeah, you know, in a situation like that, and for her to come off worse after all that testimony, because yeah. you know. Under normal circumstances, I am far more willing to believe the woman if she alleges abuse. Right. Just because of... But I, but know, I think the, she was abused. I'm not denying that she wasn't verbally abused by him. I don't think that he physically abused her. But that still doesn't make it... Abuse is abuse. I mean, you know, you're still going back and forth. But I also think she was a good culprit in that, too, by, well, you know... It, it, I see what you're saying, and, and you know his his drinking and drug abuse right. was certainly you know like a caustic part of their relationship. Yeah. And yeah, they're two people that should never have been with each other, and maybe should stay out of relationships for a while. Yeah. But yeah. ultimately, in, in in this case, <sighs> Johnny Depp for all of his problems. Yeah appeared to have been more of a victim than she. And I know it's kind of like you know, splitting hairs, but after watching parts of the trial and watching this all over again, you well, know, I mean, it, it her story I mean, was not as believable. There were there were problems well, in her story. But but even, even the people, I mean, you're talking about public support and opinion. Yeah. He would show up to court every day in like a, like a, uh, one of those big fancy Cadillac SUVs, right. and waving out the window, and all the people cheering him, and then she'd show up in like a Dodge Dakota pickup truck, yeah, and everybody'd be booing her. So right, I mean, that, she already but, had that against her. True, but that's with. not that's not proof of what may have happened no, during their relationship. But you can't tell me that those jurors didn't see the online chatter. I, well, I mean, sequ- they're, not, they're not supposed to, but, but, but yeah. But you're not sequestering them. You're not putting them in a... It wasn't like the OJ trial where they put all those jurors in a hotel room and then they couldn't, you know, didn't even have access to cable television. You know, it's 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 funny because at one point during that uh, during that show, um, one of the, the bloggers or the TikTokers said, you know, this is our OJ trial. Yeah. And, I mean, they're absolutely right about that. When you consider the attention that was drawn to that case... But can you imagine <laughs> what would have happened had the OJ trial happened today? Oh, God. With social media. It would, yeah. I mean, because that didn't really exist like that back in 1994. No, but I think that was the beginning of that. 
It was, it was, but I mean, you didn't even have a YouTube back then. No, but you had a television channel that finally was broadcasting. It was Court TV that was broadcasting that 24 yeah, hours a day coverage. True. But the idea that people had real-time things to say while it's going on, it could share video of it. Yeah. I mean, you just wonder, well, how much worse would that trial have been with social media on top of it? I would have liked to have seen the memes. That oh. would have been my favorite. It would have been meme central. It would have been like an explosion of memes. And then OJ would be like, I don't know why everybody thinks I stabbed that lady. And that guy. Yeah. I yeah. was just trying to open up a trunk and I cut my hand. <laughs> That's what happened. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It would have been a uh, it would have been even a more media circus than it was. And and it was the biggest one that, that uh, any anyone could ever recall. I remember like the, the shop teacher, every and, and it wasn't just the shop teacher. It was all the when when they announced the OJ verdict. Yeah, the, the the TVs went on in the classrooms to show us what was going on, and then when they when they announced that he was not guilty, it was like everybody had the same reaction. Like whoa, like what, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And yeah, uh, I, I, I can't yeah. even I, I can't even imagine what that horrifying circus would have become yeah. without an additional horrifying circus placed right on top of it. Yeah. All the, the kids in school have to deal with the, these national events. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, to be shown that in a classroom when you're 16 years yeah, old, I'd almost rather go back to yeah. math class. Yeah. But uh, yeah, depth versus hurt. I, I think that I, was a good I think one. I'm on to that. Yeah. It's 820 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 and Aqua Pump. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 826 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102 and Aqua Pump are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to New England and take on Miami and Foxborough on Sunday, September 17th. Uh, just go to rock102.com and sign up by the end of the day on September 10th for your chance to win. Your chance to win tickets to New England versus Miami. Brought to you by the folks at Aquapump and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Sweet. There you go. Huh? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, I went to, over the weekend, I went to uh, West Warren. Voluntarily. Yeah, there was a. Remember, we had uh, Joey Bush in here uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about the fundraiser for yes. the Chris Heron project and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was at St. Stan's out in uh, West Warren. Um, let me tell you something, man. You know, I was making fun because, you know, last. I've, I've been there a few times doing different events and whatnot. Sure. And always the announcement is line up under the carport for your chicken dinner. That's usually <laughs> how they do that. Those, I got to tell you, places like that make the best food. You got a bunch of guys standing around and all chipping it, you know, all within the cooking process. Yeah. And uh, they gave you like a half a chicken, like a whole half of a chicken. Yeah, with the leg and the thigh and everything. Yeah. yeah. And it was, uh, I don't know if it was, I, I think it might have been grilled. I'm not sure. I don't think it was smoked. I didn't really detect a smoky flavor to it, but or maybe it was rotisserie or something, but they... You know, the guy reaches into the bin of chicken, mm-hmm. uh, the cooked chicken, right. and then uh, just slaps it on your plate, and then you get a potato and all that other good stuff. You know, you're, you're, not, uh, you're not wrong about that. No. A couple of times I've been to a, a couple of places like this where the food was 
really good. Like the like one year at the uh, the ITAM here in Nice Law Meadow. Yeah. Doing a chicken dinner. And uh, oddly enough, things were coming out of a garbage bucket, but I'm not really sure you know why that was. But nevertheless, yes, chicken but, was delicious. Yes, but that's the way to serve it to the masses. You put it in a bucket. You, yeah. As long as you're wearing rubber gloves, you're, you're fine. You know, you're just slapping that on people's plates. But uh, I'm telling you, with with the economy the way it's going, you know, these little like clubs and stuff are probably going to be the you know the cheaper way to buy dinner and all that stuff. I don't want to point out names yeah. or even suggest whether uh, you know who uh, suggested this to me, but I have heard these things time and time again. We have a friend that likes to go to one of these Italian American clubs, yeah, 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 or something like that, and they say. We'll always go to the uh, to the spaghetti dinner on mm-hmm. like a Wednesday or yeah. whatever the hell it is. She said it's the best spaghetti dinner you'll ever have. Yeah, because it's like eight bucks. You can get a whole meal. That's it. Yeah. That's it. The best spaghetti dinner that $8 can buy you. Right. Now, I, I don't know what comes with it. doesn't really matter. But for whatever reason, I just don't think of going yeah. to places like that for an $8 plate of spaghetti. Although yeah. I'm sure I would be more than satisfied with what I get. Well, it's probably good because, you, you know, you, you have people. It's always somebody who's got like an authentic, uh, you know, where you go to like a Polish night or you go to like one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's usually somebody who's of Polish descent or Italian descent cooking those meals. Yeah, someone's going to so, do it right. So they kind of know what they're what what they're doing. I, I enjoy a, a good like Elks Club dinner. We had, uh, I didn't get the chance to go to it because uh, I was on vacation, but because I took so much vacation this summer. Um, they had a steak and lobster night. Really? Well, it was like 40 bucks for for a steak and a lobster. That's not a bad deal. No, because you can't, like these days, it's hard to find one or the other for 40 bucks. Because you're also, you know, included in that price is the fundraiser for the actual club that, that, that you're supporting. So, right. uh, you know, I'm telling no, you, man, these, you uh, these, uh, the St. Stan's chicken dinner under the carport is one of the best chicken dinners around. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Hi, this is 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Nation uh, Naples Home Buyers. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Springfield police responding to a report of a shooting victim near the 400 block of Sumner Avenue Friday found an adult male with a backpack full of marijuana suffering from a gunshot wound. Police spokesman Ryan Walsh said responding officers found the wounded man as they arrived at the 1.35 p.m. incident. He was transported to Bay State with what police considered non-life-threatening injuries. The marijuana was seized by detectives. A backpack full of marijuana. It was that uh, Dora never had that. Backpack, backpack. You know, Gotta do- find the rainbow ribbon. You know, she did have uh, that. Yeah. And uh, swiper started swiping. Yeah. You'd, oh, no. You'd never get that backpack yeah. back. Swipe, yeah. That's that's how you that's how you get people from touching your marijuana. You say right. swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> and then the, and then the drug addict goes, "Oh man!" Some of you parents might understand some of that. Yeah, they might. You think Boots the monkey? That it was the monkey on her back. She had oh, the drug you know problem. What? Look at that. Yeah. Uh, By were, the way, how do you ever get boots on a monkey? Uh, very carefully. The whole premise is completely flawed. 
Yeah, I think it's probably flawed, but little. But first of all, yeah. you couldn't go to a, a any uh, any shoe store with a monkey and uh, you know, on a leash. You couldn't yeah. you or you hold in your hand. It's not going to sit there to have his foot foot measured. It's not going to try on multiple uh, you know you know Nikes on his feet. Right, it's never going to happen. No Nikes, maybe a, I think he's more of a Reebok uh, kind of guy. I don't know who makes good boots. Mm, maybe uh, Timberland. Yeah. Or uh, what's got a, the other got, a, got a set of Tims and a car, Carhartts. Yeah. Carhartt boots. There you go. Yeah. Now we're talking. He's out there working. That's it. Yeah. New information has been released regarding a fire Thursday morning in Springfield. Crews were called to a home on Collins Street just after 9 a.m. Uh, for reports of a fire. Shortly after the fire was put out, a canine team identified that an accelerant was used to ignite that fire. Investigators identified a suspect who was outfitted with a GPS bracelet for open criminal charges. Levanto Williams, 45, was located on Boston Road about an hour later and arrested on charges including arson of a dwelling or a, t- a house, attempted murder, and threatening to commit a crime. Springfield police said that the GPS bracelet was a condition of his bail after Williams was arrested in August 2022 when he had an active warrant. Well, at least they uh, they found him pretty quickly. Yeah, well, I hey, guess. Uh, how did you find me? Well, the... That little that little bracelet you got around your ankle, we we can it's, tell exactly where you are I mean, when that happens. Wasn't that difficult? It's yeah, actually pretty simple. Yeah, we just opened up the Find My app on the Find My Fugitive, <laughs> right? And it is oh, you were in the vicinity of this uh, this fire when it happened. Uh, I think we're gonna have to take you into custody. That's and, here, and here I here here I was thinking that bracelet was just purely there for aesthetics. It was, just, yeah. it was just accessorizing. I didn't realize it was going to track me down. Well, that's, a, that's like in The Naked Gun where he goes, well, that's a lovely ankle bracelet. And she says, did that fall down there again? <laughs> <laughs> a former coach at a Western Mass charter school used intimate conversations, cuddles, private meetings, and off-campus rendezvous to groom students into later developing sexual relationships while administrators took no action and laid responsibility on the girls, a federal lawsuit claims. The woman, who identifies herself as a former student at Pioneer Valley Performance Academy Charter Public School in South Hadley, filed the lawsuit in September using a Jane Doe pseudonym to protect her identity. She claims Mike Machucci, who she identifies as, quote, an educator and coach, showed a highly inappropriate interest in her from the time she enrolled as a 12-year-old student in September of 2008. That interest escalated into uh, Michucci. Uh, arranging to drive her from school to her home as well as to athletic events during the next school year, she claims. By the 2010-2011 school year, she said Machucci was facilitating her breakup with a boyfriend and discussing, quote, intimate details regarding his own sexual relationships and personal life. I could never imagine having that conversation with my gym coach (laughs) from high school. Like, that would automatically be a red flag going, yeah. hey, listen, buddy, uh, I don't think you're the kind of guy that I want to talk to about this. <laughs> but uh, you listen, know. There's all kinds of other people I feel more comfortable talking to than you. But this is what groomers do. They, uh, you know, they uh, entice children and, you know, convince them that what they're doing is not wrong. In her 10th grade year, Doe claims Machucci increasingly sought alone time with her, sometimes at his apartment, also buying her gifts, including jewelry and offering her relationship advice. In the uh, complaint, she describes increasingly intimate activities, including cuddles after hikes in the woods, secret letter writing, which included phrases uh, from Michucci like, I love you and these feelings won't go away. She describes one away tournament in which Michucci slept in the same room as students 
adding that he stroked her hair until she fell asleep. <sighs> yeah, teachers aren't supposed to do what? that. That I can't imagine that nobody knew about that. If it's not just one student, you're with a bunch of students and you're mm-hmm. sleeping in the same room. How is that even possible that somebody would allow that to happen? I don't know. I mean, I, I I can see if you were on a trip with students and they needed a chaperone, but I would think adults would have another place to stay yeah. rather than with the group of kids. The day after her 18th birthday, while she was still a student, Doe claims Michucci lured her to engage in sexual relations. The two continued to meet for sex, including the night of her high school graduation and afterward, with Michucci continuing to contact her while she was in college. His advances didn't escape the notice of the school administration, the lawsuit claims. She accuses then-principal Scott Goldman and then-head of uh, school Laura Davis of knowing about Machucci's advances and failing to protect her. Goldman, Doe says, set up a meeting with her parents in which he asked them to intercede to change the plaintiff's behavior with Machucci, but took no action toward Machucci. Davis scolded her regarding her behavior in public with Machucci, telling her, watch your behavior around him and spend less time in his office. You know, know. you tell these kids to go and report all of these things that are happening, and then when you finally get to, you know, breaking down and telling somebody, they try to sweep it under the rug because they don't want to deal with lawsuits and the and the the attention that it's bringing. And then you then you wind up with this. You also have to consider that if an adult has groomed a kid for something inappropriate that is a they are typically masters of manipulation to the point where even if something bad happens they've been able to convince their victim that this is okay yeah this is wrong they're 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 chastising me yeah and oftentimes a victim would say well you know it no, I wasn't get- that bad. It was like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like they, they will justify the actions of someone that they have been manipulated into believing is safe. Yeah, it's. Uh, mm. Yeah, these people are. That's why uh, an adult should never put themselves in a position for the, like that. A responsible adult. Uh, a 46 year old alleged drug dealer in Pennsylvania named Alan Phelan was arrested on Friday, and the person who tipped off uh, tipped up off the police was Alan Phelan. The police say Alan called them to his apartment. He said someone broke into his place by smashing a window. When the police got there, they couldn't find any evidence that someone actually got in. They asked him if he was uh, missing anything, so he let the police come in and look around. The problem was... Alan's drugs and paraphernalia were sitting right around on the coffee table. Ah, they found uh, fentanyl or fentanyl, meth, marijuana, and prescription meds that he didn't have prescriptions for. There were also baggies and glass vials. He's now facing a slew of charges for uh, possession with intent to deliver. If this yeah. man had just taken day one at the Steve <laughs> Nagel College of Knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you know, the really... You really n- need to know how the process works of shipping things to yourself. Yeah, uh, please. Uh, take the take the course called Don't Do Dumb S in Front of Police Officers. <laughs> the 101, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that should be the first, go, first day of that class. We go all the way up to 401. How not to get yeah. caught by the cops. All Step right. one, don't do anything in front of them. Costco is apologizing after a recent batch of their Kirkland vodka had a weird smell and taste. 
Multiple customers claim the vodka tasted like a vitamin or a multivitamin. Well, you know, they have a good palate when you can differentiate the taste between a vitamin <laughs> mm, and a vodka. This is definitely a, a definitely a, a vitamin D. No, or, I taste I taste B, B12. Or, or even, yeah, the vitamin and the multivitamin. Well, this doesn't <laughs> taste like a vitamin B, uh, 12. This tastes like yeah. a C and a D and an A. Send this back. I do not detect any riboflavin. Costco said there's no food safety issue, so it's okay to drink, but they admit that it did not meet their quality expectations. Hmm. There's no official word on what happened, but someone online who claims to be an employee says the vodka got tainted by a little bit of rum. You don't put you put that down there? No, you gotta keep your rum <laughs> away and your taint from, yeah, apart from, from each other. other. Uh, oh, is that bum rum? Is that what that's called? <laughs> Uh, they say vodka was put into a container that previously held rum and wasn't completely cleaned between uses like it should have been. In any event, Costco has listed the lot numbers online for the affected vodka along with the dates it was on shelves June 12th through August 10th. They're offering refunds to anyone who can show that they had one of the tainted bottles. They've already sent emails to members who bought Kirkland Vodka with more information. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, if you don't mind the vitamin flavor, you can keep the bottle. It's probably, you know... Good prop for a boomer joke. Like, I'm taking my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Uh, Costco, isn't it? I thought it was like Grey Goose. I thought it was like um, a, or it's something. It, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a national bra- Yeah. Vodka. Yeah. So whose fault is it? Is it Grey Goose's fault or is it Costco's fault? Like, how does that bottling process work? Well, I mean, I know it, it, it's the it's under the Kirkland brand, right? Yeah. So I think technically you got to say it's Kirkland's fault. Yeah. Not Grey Goose's or anybody else. People complaining about the taste of the alcohol. Listen, it's yeah. alcohol. You put it, mix it with something. If you else. mix it with something, you're not going to taste it at all. Yeah, right. It just tastes like booze. I remember one time uh, my, my sister, who was a uh, flight attendant, brought me this stuff back from Brazil. Okay. And it was a it was a big bottle, and I didn't know what it was because it had language on it that I didn't understand. Brazilian language, I would assume. Okay. From Brazil. And it was only a dollar, which is why she bought it for me. But it was a big bottle. But for again, a dollar? Yeah. Well, again, you know, your currency exchange, obviously oh, yeah. things are, are cheaper or whatever. Still a dollar. So uh, I had a really bad cold one time, uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try some of that stuff. It was the best tasting whatever I ever had. Was it like a like a whiskey or a brandy it or something? It was more like a vodka or maybe a clear rum. I'm not really, really sure what it was. It had like hmm. an interesting taste to it. And then when I uh, was not sick and then tried it again... It was the most disgusting thing I had ever put into my mouth. I had no taste and smell when I had the cold, so I was just drinking oh, it down yeah. and going, yeah, this is great. I'm getting loaded off this uh, Brazilian uh, moose juice or whatever they got going on down there. <laughs> and uh, when, when, you're, when your taste buds come back, it ta- you know what it tasted like? It tasted like the smell of like a dirty locker room. You know, like in high school Ew. when you had like uh, all the kids at the by the end of the semester and they yeah. had all their swimsuits like drying you, out along with the BO and when everything. When you're breathing else. in all that airborne staff infection, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That that's exactly what it tasted. Like. I, yeah. you know, I hate when that happens. 
when you when you recall something being so much better than it actually was, yeah. and you go back and you try it, whatever it may be, food or drink, yeah. a TV show could be anything, and it, and you realize, oh my God, this is awful. Well, last, what was I thinking in that moment? Last week we were talking about the Frankenstuff hot dogs with the chili inside. Yeah. Now I remember them being eight years old, going, "These are the most delicious things in the world." They probably tasted like garbage, like like a refuse pile. Yeah. It's it, it's. I, was it nostalgia? I guess is the thing that makes you remember something that. Yeah, but I also think your your palate changes over over time anyway. Yeah, because there are certain things that you eat now that you would never eat as a kid, which is why you want your kids to eat it too. Yeah, you know, you would never you never eat like broccoli when you're a kid. No one wanted that. Well, I like broccoli now. I'd eat broccoli every day if it wasn't such a pain to to to, to deal with. I ever tell you about, I don't know, it was probably about four years ago or so, I tried to get my kid to eat broccoli. Yeah. Didn't want to eat a green vegetable. Now she eats nothing but vegetables, which is great. Yeah. Didn't want to eat a green vegetable. And I said, uh, and it was court during the lockdown, you know, everybody's home. And I'm like, listen, I'll give you $5 to eat one piece of broccoli. It was three pieces of broccoli on the plate. I'll give you $10 to eat two pieces of broccoli. And I'll give you twenty dollars if you eat all three. Wow! Right? Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. That's a hell of a deal. Yeah, it's broccoli. I could uh, I could eat a whole truckload of broccoli if somebody offered me I'd twenty. I'd stuff bucks. all three in my mouth at once. Right. So, and it was watching a child pick up the piece of broccoli on the fork, uh huh, and getting it to her mouth, and the the fork just shaking. And her lips are quivering to the point where she finally breaks out in tears and goes, I don't even want the money. And she throws the fork down and walks away from the table. She walked yeah, away from walked 20 away bucks? walked away from 20 bucks over the, uh, the broccoli. Oh, my God. And I, yeah, I bet yeah. that kid's kicking themselves in the pants now. Yeah, because she needed 20 bucks over the weekend and I yeah. didn't have it. Yeah, like, should have had, had that, those three pieces of broccoli. We'd be talking differently. If you had ate that broccoli three years ago, we wouldn't be in this situation now, would we? It's a uh, Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be uh, cloudy with a high of 79 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of, I'm sorry, rainy with a high of 76. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Are you looking to wrangle a... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 76. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Did you know, Steve, that this year happens to be the 75th anniversary of Festa in Ludlow? No, I didn't know it was the 75th anniversary. It is the 75th anniversary uh, for Festa, and on the phone to uh, talk about it is Dave Costa. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're good, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show with us this morning. I uh, I noticed that you got trailer trash to kick off all the events uh, coming up on Thursday, along with uh, Kingdom of Jones and Kitchen Jam, right? Yeah. Uh, we So we kick things off this Thursday with uh, three of our local bands, give people an opportunity to see some of their uh, local favorites on a big stage with big sound, big lights. Well, we're looking forward to it. Trailer Trash is back. Actually, you got a a, a a heck of a lineup beyond just Trailer Trash. Uh, Friday, you got the, the Eagles experience, Live and Let Die. Saturday, you got the Great Escape and uh, Roderick O'Leal. But on Sunday, you know, for those of you who are going to be a, a part of the uh, of services, uh, Cardinal O'Malley's coming into town. That's that's actually yeah. he's actually more popular than Trailer Trash. I, I would say so. Uh, you know, from a religious aspect, that's. 
that's a big catch to, to come to Ludlow and, well, and celebrate with well, and, and, ju- and, ju- and, and just like trailer trash, I've never heard of that guy at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we try we try to give uh, these starting bands a, a chance here at Festus. So these trailer trash guys, they've you know. They, they seem people seem well, to like them, so we'll give them a chance. One of the things nah, I'm I just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one one of the things I noticed on on the uh, on the poster that that you have here, uh, you open up Thursday five p.m. Right? Yeah. Okay, but fried dough is not available until six p.m. Can you explain why that is? <laughs> because well, you know what happens is we depend heavily on a lot of volunteers and. The volunteers who who work in that fried dough section are some of our most senior and oh, um, I get elderly, yeah. so we don't want to push them too much. Um, but yeah, well, we'll Dave, have fried dough. Dave, uh, again, this is Dave Costa from uh, from Festa and Ludlow. You're uh, you're you're clearly a Portuguese American. I'm a Portuguese American. We both know that if you want to fry dough, it takes time and care. So you don't run a rush into it. You know, once you get there, doors open at five. You're gonna you get fried dough at like you know ten past five. You're gonna wind up regretting it. You wait until six o'clock, then boom, you're gonna have some delicious fried dough. Well, before you have the fried dough, you got to have some of the other food first. Fried dough is something that goes good <laughs> even later on at night after you've eaten some of the the bufanas, oh. the kebabs, and uh, you know. And then you're going to have a late night coffee or an espresso. That's another thing. We're serving espresso this year too, up in the in the pavilion. So you grab a you grab some fried dough and you grab a coffee. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to get 10, 11 o'clock at night. You'll be good to go. I'm going to get jacked up on espressos right before trailer. Right before I introduce trailer trash on Thursday night. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to be there on Thursday. I always love going to Festa. It's always a, a great time. The crowds are always spectacular, especially you know when you have you know you know some of the bands you're talking about. The headliners always always are a great draw. Should be a great time. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. You know, I always tell people we work very hard to keep this a, a family-friendly event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the Ludlow PD does a great job with security, and we, you know, for the most part, we think this is a very, very safe place to be. You can bring your kids. We have a midway, you know, the carnival games, etc. Um, so there's something for everyone here. What what is the uh, the the annual Festa raffle draw? What what is the prize for that? The raffle. Prize? Well. The, this year is actually a big prize. First prize is five thousand dollars. Whoa, whoa! That's a lot of bafanas. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of bafanas. So, <laughs> if you're coming to visit us, definitely buy uh, buy some raffle tickets. The raffle is going to be drawn on Monday afternoon. Now, you I, don't have to be present. To, you don't have to be present to you, win either. You now, know, and you'll be and you'll be the one drawing it, right? Yeah, I'll be there on Monday. I'm I'm kind of, I'm the entertainment coordinator of the committee. I'm also the guy that you'll hear over the PA all weekend long making announcements, both English and Portuguese. So I've been here for a long time, Beth. Well, you know, I uh, I once went to one of those uh, Benfica dinners over at the uh, the Lusitano Club. And My the, condolences. And, yeah. Well, not, <laughs> hey, uh, but there was they were they were get, they were raffling off a goat. I, I think five five thousand dollars is a long way to come from having a goat, which was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, but you know, I bet you that goat was put to good use. Well, you could hear it getting slaughtered in the back, but it turned out it was just the music that they were playing. <laughs> Come on, that's not right. No, but hey, uh, Festa's gonna right. be a good time. It's a wonderful time. The seventy fifth anniversary of Festa begins Thursday night. Dave Costa, great to talk to you. I'll see you on Thursday.
Thank you. Thanks for having us. We'll see you guys here. Thank Perfect. You. It's uh, 8.59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock is everywhere. Rock102.com. The tune